Wine Monk, Arizona Wine Podcast by Cody Vladimir Burkett. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. I'm the Arizona Wine Monk. I'm here drinking with a friend of mine for a long time, Andy. Hi. Hello. <laughs> I'm also very tired. Uh, we were also doing a little bit of tasting at Prescott Winery earlier. Um, right now, in front of us, we've got the... Um, Father, I'm the, trying to remember how to pronounce this. The, the Kaisa? The pretty bottle that looks like it has the Queen of Hearts on it from Alice in Wonderland. Uh, it's the Decktown Cellars, uh, Kaisa, or Cassia? Shoot, I can't remember. Oh. Say it phonetically. Yeah, well, it's got the eye with the diacritic marks on the top of it. I don't know what those mean. It means that it's pronounced funny. I think. You're pronounced I, funny. Probably. <laughs> um... <laughs> From Decktown Cellars, uh, this is 51% Barbero, 48% Merlot, 1% Cabernet Sauvignon. Uh, if I remember correctly, every single grape in this wine came from Fort Bowie Vineyards. Kaisa, I think is... Or Cassia? Cassia. Cassia, maybe. Shoot. And the poor winemaker... Is probably just sitting there in the corner, bashing her head. She'll have words for me probably on on New Year's Eve. Um, in retrospect, I should have some, done something easier to pronounce, like "Hail to the Queen," <laughs> which is her Barbera, which is delicious. Uh, I reviewed it on the blog before, but I'm saving my bottle of that for the Barbera New Year's Eve podcast, which will probably be posted two weeks after New Year's Eve because you know that's how we roll. Um, Anyway, so we were at Prescott Winery earlier. Mm-hmm. I have to say my favorite is the secret as yet unreleased yes, Bordeaux that, blend. Yes, that one was really good. Although by the time this airs, it might have been released. So um, I'm going to risk saying what it is. <gasps> Cover your ears. Or not, whichever. Um... Now I can't remember what it was, because she kept calling it, like, 50 different things, because it was the iron... She kept calling iron. it ironclad, but that wasn't it. Uh, iron King. Yeah. Uh, which is uh, Cab Franc and Cabernet Sauvignon, made by Michael Pierce. Uh, Rolling View Vineyard Fruit, I would definitely assume. Um, and I really dig the way he does Bordeaux blends. I mean, my favorite Bordeaux blend in the state is probably the Gallia, which he's made. has a sexy label. Um, I need to point out that Cody is currently playing with an Indominus Rex stuffed animal as he's talking to you. Why do you feel the need to point this out? Because it's funny. For you? Yes. I-, I will also admit that I have a stuffed octopus sitting on my chest. Because it- she's in a tentacle porn! <laughs> Well, now it's out on the internet. It must be true. Uh-huh. <laughs> She's not denying it. <laughs> well, because it's on the internet, so it's true, so it doesn't matter what I say now. Well, I, not necessarily. I mean, I, you have the chance to defend yourself in, in this select audience. I defend myself. Okay. 
That was my defense. We need to get you a better lawyer. <laughs> yeah, there's a reason I'm not divorced yet. <laughs> Although you did just get uh, your justice ring started. designed and started yes. today. I'm very excited. Yes. You really need to get on that. It's on the list. I talked to a lawyer friend of mine, but he's waiting for his practice to get up and running and then. So hopefully soon. I realize this is stuff that none of you care about. Oh. Probably. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know who cares or who doesn't care. This would be like that one guy listening goes, Man, she sounds hot. I hope she's single. Well, <laughs> she is, but she's forbidden from dating until her ring is complete. Uh, because she she needs space to recoalesce. <laughs> Because apparently that's the word we're using right now. I can't brain. I've got a bad case of the dumb. Yes, you've had a bad case of the dumb all day. It's because I'm not used to dealing with smart people. I'm just kidding. Um, I lost my train of thought. Anyway. I don't know where you were going. I don't know either. Because I sidetracked you with talking about Rex and then... It went down a, a horrible and dark road. Yes, most technical porn does. So anyway, or so I've been told. Uh-huh. Now who's into technical porn? Actually, no. I find that shit disgusting. It's too rapey. And also squishy and... Ugh. Yeah. Octopi are kind of terrifying. Not mine. Mine's cute. And that's because yours is not a real live octopus. Octopi? Octopuses? Octopi. Octopus. Anyway. Octopus is singular. I don't remember what the plural is, but it's not octopi because that's the wrong... That's right, because that's attaching a... A Latin to a Greek. Yeah. Or, or vice versa. Hey, look, I know things. Um, uh, yeah, I think it is attack. No, it's attacking a Greek ending... To a Latin To a Latin root. Yeah. So it would be octopuses... I think. Or some weird other variation that we can't think of at the moment. Yeah. But it's not it's not octopi. That was the point. Technically cacti would be doing the same thing. It shouldn't be cacti, it should be cactuses by that by that same logic. Cacti sounds better though. This is true. As does octopi. That's just because you like pie. Only pecan pie or pumpkin pie. Cherry. It's pecan. It's pecan. 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 It's pecan. I wonder if your microphone is picking up Desi eating in the background. Probably. <laughs> in retrospect, we probably shouldn't have entered the treat before this. To clarify, my dog is eating a, a rawhide, so any munching noises is her. And now, listeners, we take you to the sound of a dog chewing. Yep. So anyway. I feel like this podcast is going horribly, horribly sideways. Oh, all of mine do. Have you ever heard any of mine? No. What the fuck? I don't know where to find them. Cody, what am I going to do a podcast with you? Cody, what am I going to do with the podcast with you? Well, I've never heard one. <laughs> Hey, I just wanted an excuse. I don't to... get no respect. 
Yes, Rodney Dangerfield. <laughs> no one respects you. Clearly. That's... There are so many places I could go with that, but I'll, I will end it and not be mean. Please don't. You already have assumed that my relationship has a shelf life. Or expiration, or expiration date. date. That was the exact term that I used. Yes, this was the, ex- the, the exact term that you used. That your expiration date is coming up. Yeah, so it does seem that most relationships I've been in have lasted only uh, two months before them running away screaming like they've seen the face of Cthulhu. I'm marginally optimistic. Mm-hmm. So anyway, in the Kaisa, yes. like I said, is a blend of Barbera, Merlot, and 1% Cabernet Sauvignon. Um, Fort Bowie Vineyards, aged in neutral French oak, if I remember correctly. Um, yeah, it's, it's pretty tasty. The winemaker was... Um, I can't remember Kimberly's last name for the life of me. This is disconcerting. I'd help if I knew. Kim, I'm sorry I don't remember your last name. Please forgive me. Um, It is a momentary lapse of reason. But then, as you know me, I have no reason. Well, she's Uh, already going to yell at you for not knowing how to pronounce the wine. So, we'll just add it to the list. This is true. Um, I really dig it. Um, The nose is just, like, very, very fruity. Fruity, like, it makes me think of, like, a cranberry raspberry juice. It's lighter, um, which is probably mainly an influence of the Barbera, that juicy notes. Uh, Merlot in Arizona tends to impart uh, grapefruit and spice. Not grapefruit. Blackberries. And um, mulberries. Which I'm getting a little bit of as the wine opens up. How did you... Confuse grapefruit and blackberry. Because grapefruit has grape in the name. And you're drinking grape juice. Technically. <laughs> Fermented grape juice. Yep. What are you getting on the nose? I, I have a cold. I can't smell anything. I have a horrible nose anyway. Yeah, but you need to practice. and The more you smell, even when you have a cold, then the more you'll be able to pick stuff up. It's all learning and training. To the point where even when you have a cold, then you'll still be able to pick up things. Mm-hmm. And then, yep, this is wine. Well, in that case, I smell chocolate. And now he has to go look for the chocolate smell. It does kind of remind me of one of those Ghirardelli chocolates. Yeah. That's like raspberry yes. center and, and chocolate see? outside. Yeah, I, I, I can see that. You're not going crazy. At least not for that. <laughs> Other reasons, maybe. Other reasons I won't talk about, but... <laughs> this is my deeply insightful joiner. So we are drinking fruit, by the way, or grapes that were made into wine from a vineyard that now no longer exists, by the way. Oh, what happened uh, to it? Oh, well, some idiot pecan farmer or pistach- pistachio farmer bought the land and decided to rip out the vines mm-hmm. and replace them with pecan or pistachio trees, which I think was moronic. Because the vines are going to be using less water. 
Um, you can get probably more money selling off the grapes than you would buy the pecans, because the pecans are definitely... Um, I've heard rumors that there's like almost like a pecan or pistachio mafia that keeps prices at a certain point. I don't know if this is true or not, but this is what I was told by someone. I'm trying to remember where. I want to say it was Gary, weirdly enough. Who got it from one of the Grams, maybe? No, that's not right. It wasn't Gary. Who the fuck was it? Anyway, so apparently there's a secret pistachio mafia. mafia. You've heard it here first. And if I mysteriously disappear and die in odd circumstances, it's because the pistachio mafia got to me. Well, it makes sense because there are lobbyists for everything to keep different crops subsidized. And yet no one in Arizona is arguing to make grapes subsidized. And I think that if we did, that would be a massive boon. Um, A, to the wine industry. B, to the economy. And C, uh, C because... uh, um, Hold on. Let me try and reorganize thoughts here. Words are hard. Yes. C, it would drop the price of bottles... So that way, your average so it would get in more supermarkets, more people would be exposed to Arizona wine. D, it would actually help aquifers because grapes use a lot less water um, than corn, for example, in Wilcox. And there was a, I guess, a conflict for a while in the Wilcox area between corn farmers and grape farmers. And corn is no longer really profitable anywhere because it's just all subsidies, and I, I suspect it's also going to be harder. Uh, for Monsanto to get their hands on grapes versus other seed and cereal crops because grapes come from a vine and you have to grow them for three years and then you get the pick. Um, I mean, it wouldn't surprise me if eventually they tried. Hell, it wouldn't surprise me if uh, pot was legalized all the way around and Monsanto tried to get their hands in that industry. Uh, Just because I don't trust the bastards in there. They want to put in a farm near fucking Tucson, um, which would totally, totally destroy... Uh, a lot of the food culture in that area. Because uh, Tucson was declared, I guess, earlier this year, it was either earlier this year or late last year, as a UNESCO World Gastronomy City. Wow. So it's like a city that's internationally known for its food. Um, And so it's a lot of local sourcing of food, local growers, because Wilcox is down the road, and Wilcox is growing a lot of food. You've got Sonoida, which is just down the road, which grows a lot of beef and cattle and and that sort of thing. So there's a lot of potential for local heirloom crops, and if Monsanto comes in, the big fear, which is rightfully so, that Monsanto is going to drive the prices down and make it, you know, it's like, use our stuff, because we're Monsanto, and we're the evil empire. Versus, you know, heirloom things that are coming from the Tohono O'odham, which have been growing certain strains of corn for almost a thousand years. I really wanted to make a Star Trek joke. You can. Go ahead. You ran over it. Sorry. You were talking about the evil empire, and then I was going to say that the other people were the Rebel Alliance. That was Star Trek, not Star Wars. No, that I mean, was Star Trek. Wars, not Star Trek. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> I thought you said you made a Star Trek. You wanted to make a Star Trek joke, and that no, was Star Wars. And, I said uh, I wanted to make a Star Wars reference. I heard Star Trek for some weird reason. Damn because it. Ron Glass died and we're very sad and he yes. was in Star Trek. Or one of the incarnations of it. Anyway. He was? He at least guest starred in Voyager, I know that much. I mean, I know he's, you know, Reverend Shepard Book. 
Yes. Uh, I finally read the, the origin comic, by the way, recently, courtesy of Bess. Uh, Yay, she, Bess! She sent it to we me. We like Bess. I do. I love. I, I I love her, but at the same time, you know, I, I I'm also suddenly reminded of the Terry Pratchett crap, uh, quote from I think I want to say it was going postal. But uh, the same crowd that cheers your coronation will also cheer your hanging. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm just picturing if things go badly. Like I told her, I will be her friend as long as she's nice to you. She hasn't replied to that yet, by the way, either, which is very disconcerting <laughs> and worrisome. So it's like, Nor has she sent me a friend request. Although, the last time I talked to her about four hours ago, she was saying, I'm going to take a nap, so maybe that's why. I need to stop being so paranoid. Yes, yes, you do. When you've been... Pretty much since you left the opposite seaboard dating people in the Legion of Horrible Women, with minor exceptions here and there... Um, in terms of relationships, then it's, yeah. Paranoia! All the paranoia. All of the paranoids. Oh, hey. Yeah. We can Google things. Googles! Because uh, I forgot I have. This is... I sometimes honestly forget that I'm in the 21st century and living in the future and I can look shit up at the drop of a hat. On my phone. It's like having the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy at your fingertips. Except without the large friendly letters, unfortunately. Um, but this is because, you know, you know, people in our generation, we didn't grow up with that internet at our fingertips. Um, we were the last generation to do that. So for us, it's still kind of novel, I guess. Yeah. Um, now if I can fucking remember what the hell I was looking up. I, I don't know. There are so many things that you had halfway referenced. Again with the weird music today. My head is sometimes a jukebox. Although the irony of Cody singing the Jurassic Park theme earlier today and now playing with Indominus Rex is not lost on me. (laughs) I feel like one day you're going to try and steal Rex from me. Maybe. You can't have Rex. He's my Rex. Your Rex? Because you'll Rex me if I do? Huh. Huh. So dead air is a bad thing. Well, we're not done yet. I'm still looking at things. I understand that, but... Well, then talk! Uh, Yes, sir... About how it's pecans and not pecans? And you can if you want. But it's pecans, not pecans. A pecan is what people peed in before toilets were a thing. They're pecans. Pecans. So is it caramel or caramel? It's caramel. Okay. Mayor! Kimberly Mayor! Sorry, Kim. Ha-ha! I, I couldn't remember your last name earlier. I remembered something vaguely like a political position, so that would make sense that mayor... Polit- anyway. 
There was a logic train that only he could follow. Yep, this is the case with most things. You, you can throw wine in my face when we hang out at New Year's, I promise. I'll, I'll just let it slide, because I will probably deserve it. So what are we getting on the palate of this wine? Oh no, my tongue has to do things And then the wine whistle that I can't do. This is when we need to have like the. the uh, I'm, I'm finding it hilarious that we're all drinking this wine right now, and so intensely. <laughs> like, I need water now. So yes, the, the lapping sound is the dog, not Cody. <laughs> Cody's the one. Although I'm sure that one of my exes would probably accuse me of approaching wine with the same enthusiasm. I mean, you, you do the wine whistle with pretty much everything. Yeah, I, I also caught my Gary caught me swirling a glass of water the other day. <laughs> Of habit, man. It really is. It's like, what, you've never seen someone aerate water before? Come on. You gotta get the right, you know, oxygen to hydration ratios. Exactly. So, what are you tasting? Oh. Don't make the dinosaur attack you. <laughs> Blackberries, black pepper. Orange bitters. Those are the, the initial ones. I like the orange bitters as a descriptor. It does definitely have quite a bit of tannin. Mm -hmm. <laughs> He's just cuddling the, the dinosaur now. I have something, I need to have something to do with my hands. I'm a very <laughs> fidgety person, okay? You are, and you love to cuddle Rex. Because I need a stuffed dinosaur. No one makes me a stuffed dinosaur. <laughs> so, pow, pow, all pow. of Cody's fans, what he needs for Christmas are stuffed dinosaurs. Yes. I have a plush um, uh, sea scorpion, but it's much smaller and less cuddly. I used to have a trilobite, but I stupidly gave it to the Carapocalypse. Oh, no! So I'm never going to see that again. Ah, oh, well. That's the trouble with trilobites. Oh, yes? They're very troubling. They're almost as troubling as... Tribbles? Tribbles. Ha! Well, Tribbles with the Troubles and the Trilobites. Oh, my. Um, anyway. So, yes, no wine paraphernalia, just dinosaurs. Uh, I won't say no to free wine. That's, wine paraphernalia is not free wine. Well, I mean, paraphernalia can... is glasses and openers and decanters and all the extra stuff that goes with You them. can always have more decanters. Or you could just buy Cody another wine fridge. Actually, that would be pretty awesome. I could definitely use a new wine fridge. Ah, that's what I was going to have you do if you came over to my side of the mountain today. Um, was help me move my broken wine fridge into my truck. Oh, okay. But we, I came over here yes. to get a new camera. Um, which should be fun. It's a Nikon D90. Um, came with a few extra lenses. Should be fun and nice and awesome. Looking forward to playing with it profusely um, for landscapes. Get a tripod, do some star trail shots. It came with two extra lenses uh, that are old school manual, including a 28 millimeter wide angle, uh, which is going to be a lot of fun. And um, also a remote, a shutter release remote, which is going to be awesome Ooh. and extra memory cards and. 
backpack and an extra battery and two battery chargers and yeah so it's a good deal and I paid 300 and a case of wine for it instead of $400 like they asked even though the case of wine that I gave them was probably worth about 200 but oh well wine is something I have a lot of clearly yes yes you do and lots of space so gave them a spattering of, of wine from uh Page Springs, Passion Cellars, a bottle of the Salvatore Zen. Um, who else? Uh, bottle Shadow Tumbleweed, bottle DA Ranch. I thought I had extra Caduceus bottles that I could spare, but it turns out I did not. Um, so I'm still hoarding my Sangio. Because um, that's Sangiovese. Um, what other winery I threw in? I'm trying to remember. Anyway. Um. I know I'm in it, actually. So. A, a nice intro collection to, to Arizona wines for, for these folks that I hope they enjoy. And hope that they are opened up to the wide world of, of Arizona wines. Mm -hmm. Um. But the main reason I got the camera is because uh, my new editor for the new noise. Um, wants better pictures for the articles with better resolution. Mm -hmm. There's a limit to what you can do with a phone and uh, without getting a new phone, because I really do like the Samsung S4 because it's a nice Samsung that doesn't explode. Yes, that's very uh, Even if I can't get Android 5.0, which will allow me this really awesome app called Rock that will allow me to, to look at what rock formation I'm standing on in terms of geology. Alas. Tear, tear. Uh, maybe someday I'll upgrade to a different Samsung, but never the new exploding ones. Um, yes. Mostly because I like a phone that has a memory card that is removable, because that allows me for more storage capacity. And that's something that I'm very firm on. Um, I'm way sidetracked again. Yeah. I was just kind of let you get around with it. Wow, that didn't make sense. No, it didn't. I was just going to let you run with it. I had all the words right, just not in the right order. It's okay. Your brain is rubbing off on my brain. Yeah, it is. Sorry. <laughs> anyway. So if I remember Kim's reasoning um, for the name of this wine, uh, Kaisa is, I guess, the goddess of chess or uh, a figure associated with chess and, and legends, I think. You may want to look this yep, up. Yep, I'm going to the Googles. To the Googles! But she has a, a chess theme on all of her bottles, hence the... Hence, actually, the, the queen on the bottle. Thracian uh, dryad portrayed as the goddess of chess. There we go. It's also a moth. Well, if it's Thracian, then... Fuck, what was Thracian pronounced like? Hold on. It's got two little dots above the eye. Yeah, I know, but... Maybe uh, in Thracian, if we're doing Thracian pronunciation, it should be Kaisa. Kaisa? 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 Listeners, if any of you know how to pronounce this, please tell me. Offhand. Because I'm running a brain fart and I can't remember how Thracian was pronounced differently from classical Greek or Kini Greek for that matter. Does By the way, Kini Greek, even though Kini means friendly, is not friendly. 
That language was a bitch. Okay. And, and I did not get along. But anyway, um, if you follow the order... Does it help that that's her other name? I can't pronounce it, so I'm just showing him the spelling of it. S-C-H... Scotia? Scotia, I think? Which led to the modern name... Castle for the Cheswick and then the name Castling? Yay, Wikipedia! So, wait. Somehow, the goddess of chess uh-huh. got connected to the term castling. Linguistics is weird. Etymology is so much fun, though. It so is. Uh, oh, and here's a. There's a poem. A poem. By Hieronymus Vida, which describes in Latin Virgilian hexameters, a chess game between Apollo and Mercury in the presence of the other god. In it, to avoid unclassical references, the rooks are described as towers, or armored howdas on elephants' backs, and the bishops as archers. Tuum gemini verut extremus in cornibus arces, hinc atue hinc altis sant propugantula muris, this is the part where Cody shows off more than normal. Uh, then twin as if at the end, citadels in the corners here and there stand ramparts with high walls, which immense are carried unto war on the back by an elephant. Huh. That's actually kind of really cool. Anyway. Um, so, going back to the, the wine. Um, the chess theme is very prominent in all of the Decktown Cellars bottles. Um, especially from the 2013 vintage. Um, and actually, if you look on the bottle, you will see what looks like a random set of letters and numbers with exclamation points. Uh, on this bottle, it's exclamation point QXF5 space NG8 with another exclamation, exclamation point. And apparently it's for uh, a chess game where you can win in five moves if you follow the bottles right. Oh, uh, and I have always been a horrible chess player, because I have never been very patient, and anybody will, who knows me knows this, and is like, well, duh. Um, <laughs> and people have often assumed that, oh, because I'm supposedly very smart, I'm good at chess, but no. I, I suck at chess horribly and have never won a single game of chess. That's because it's a strategy game, and your anxiety takes over. You can't think more than one move ahead. That's probably very true. But it's also because I'm impatient and I just can't think ahead very well when it comes to chess. Not so much anxiety, it's just that I can't plan... Your, your ADHD takes over? Definitely more ADHD than anxiety, I think, when it comes to chess. Um, because I'm like, ooh, shiny pieces! Here, I'm going to take this pawn! And then the queen just comes and takes my bishop and I'm like, I'm doomed. <laughs> I also appreciate the symbolism in, in your description of chess about the, the queen taking your bishop. I wasn't aware that I was being symbolic. It was subconscious and Freudian. Are we talking about penises again? <laughs> we have not talked about penises all day. No, yeah, but was, clearly there's a first time for everything. I was talking about... Your relationship with religion and how you have had women in the past try and pull you from that. Ah, yes. 
That's very true. And almost to a woman, the Orthodox women I've dated have been absolutely insane. Um, and yet you stay Orthodox. Well, yeah, because what else is there? There's Kabillion religions, if you... But I know you've investigated a lot of them. Yeah, I, I, I've done the whole religion quest. I, I like Orthodoxy. As weird and as nonsensical and, and as it can be, and as sometimes legalistic as it can seem, um, I like it. Mm-hmm. It's what I'm, I like. I dig it. For me, it's it's true. I won't tell anybody else what to believe because that's not my fucking business. Uh, and if someone asks me about my religion, I'll I'll talk about it, mm-hmm. you know, and be like, oh, this is what this is, and this is why, and blah blah blah. But otherwise, I tend to just be like, yeah, I'm Orthodox, whatever. Anyway, trying to remember the comment you had made about me and Orthodoxy, something about come for the guy, stay for Jesus, or something along those lines. No, it's more like come for the food and stay for Jesus. Because yes. I invited you for a Pascha one year. Yeah. And you were like, well, it's late and I don't know. And it's like, well, you come for that, the food and then that, you yeah. stay for Jesus. That was last year because I got confused about what day it was. Yeah. It was also my birthday. That's right. It, your birthday was Pascha and that's why I said and, you and, need to and come. And Hipster Jesus wanted me to go to church on my birthday. Exactly. That was, that was what I said. Hipster Jesus wants you to come to church for your birthday. I know, but then we had a different conversation because you were making fun of me and having... Me having almost crushes on a lot of your Orthodox friends. And you made the comment about coming for the guys and staying for Jesus. Maybe. I I, I, I don't remember what it was. I don't remember much of that either, weirdly. Huh. Anyway. So, five game, five, five move chess game. Yes. Wine. That's what we're supposed to be talking about, right? Theoretically. Podcasts start about wine, but they never finish about wine. So for me, I get a lot more tannins than I would expect, but that actually makes some sense. Um, I don't get to why that makes sense if I remember momentarily. I mean, lots of blackberries, black cherry... Uh, mulberry, cinnamon, a little bit of almost like coffee, um, tiny bit of vanilla, um, some sort of bitter herb, rosemary maybe, um, and then heavy, heavy tannin, in spite of being mostly barbaric, but the other half of this wine, um, and of course Merlot, and Merlot, I've noticed in Arizona, tends to be more tannic than it is in California. Um, why this is, I'm not really certain. Maybe it's just in how we make it. Maybe it's just the fact that California sucks at Merlot. Because uh, I generally don't like California Merlot. French Merlots and Bordeaux are great. But, you know, it's kind of like the homeland. Ah, motherland! Anyway, so it makes sense because Merlot here tends to be very tannic. So, of course, it's going to be more tannic than, say, this equivalent lead would probably be if someone made it from California fruit. What are you looking up now? I'm looking at Facebook. Oh, that <laughs> is not about wine at all. <laughs> That's also the, the 
the guy that I was talking about earlier. Ah. The the one that kept saying he was going to come and then didn't and then sent me pictures that were unwelcome. Yeah. That guy. That reminds me. Um, I need to send you my meme that you can send a reply, uh, which is a picture of a guitar pick that says dick on it. Okay. And and if... So it's a dick pick. Yeah, it's a, literally a dick pick because you play it with a guitar. And that's my usual response. And, and my joke is that this is the only dick pic I will ever send. <laughs> like which, which is true. Because I don't see a fucking point to that. It's There's nothing attractive about it. And whether culturally or physically, for as far as I'm concerned. So, anyway. Now, we've, now we're talking about penises. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks, Andy. This is why I don't hang out with psychologists. I am not a psychologist. Yeah, but you're a counselor. Yes, that is true. So which means you have psychology training. I'm not yeah, hearing a no. I, I, I know some things. So, yeah, stop being so Freudian. What was the Freudian slip that you made in text... I gotta look it up now, because it was really good. I don't remember what it was. I don't remember what it was either, but it was silly. It was something about fornication, because you were talking about some guy. So, yeah, and so I said, um, I made a comment, and you said, hope for the best, prepare fornication the worst. (laughs) And then you tried to blame autocorrect. (laughs) So I don't know what's going Which on. Which was your, autocorrect. I don't know what's going on in your phone. Because I tried to say for the worst and, and just like And it became fornication. And it became fornication. I don't understand I, I kinda, why my phone did that. Either. I kinda think you're talking about fornication a lot through text. No. You don't know with who or why. No, I'm but I, now your I, phone I sure you I'm not. I've never even used that word. <laughs> uh, uh, on so it's just like, really phone? Why why are you doing this? You're just doing Anyway, so yeah, you were talking about the guy that was yes. treating you like shit for... For the reasons. For reasons of your past and... But no, that reminds me of, like, I read a book a long time ago, and it was by... I think it was a Chinese author and had been translated into English, and the book referenced having sex a lot, and I was, like, 12 reading this, I probably shouldn't have been reading it, but whatever. My mom didn't care, I was reading. Uh... And instead of using, it would, it would always say fornicate, and then one of the characters wanted to say fuck, and it said fornicate. So <laughs> fornicate you. And that just kind of stuck with me. Ah, wow. So yeah. That made me think of that. So after that other wild tangent, Cody has once again grabbed the bottle to glean information to talk about. So I think that because Bowie is gone, um, she's sourcing her other uh, future vintages from Pillsbury's Vineyard. And her and, and Sam are pretty good friends, too. Uh, and also her and my friend Cammy are very good friends. Uh, which is why the tentative plan and hope, which I've been trying to plan this podcast now for almost two and a half years. Oh, wow. Is the, the Great Barbera podcast? 
um, which would be basically Kim's Hail to the Queen, which is one of, I think, the best Barberas uh, in the state. Uh, the Salvatore Vineyards Barbera, which now is no longer even being sold because all the bottles have been sold. That's how long I've been preparing for this damn podcast. Um, I have an undisclosed Barbera from an undisclosed vineyard in the Verde Valley that I can't say more of now for reasons. Way to be cryptic. I like being cryptic. It makes me seem like I'm more powerful and mysterious than I really am. Um, I have one from Alba. I have an actual Barbera de Alba from Italy, which is kind of like the origin point of Barbera. And, um... I think I want to say I, I have I have a Barbera from California, and I want to say it's from Justin. But I also don't know if it's from Justin, because I don't know if Justin does a Barbera. But it's from somewhere in California. Uh, so the idea is that we'll drink all these Barberas and, and talk about it, and just more or less get entirely shit-faced talking about Barbera. I really want it to be Hanna-Barbera-themed. It is probably not. Although that does remind me! <laughs> Listeners! If you're still following along. <laughs> With the random train of whatever. Um, yes, I, sir. I, and I haven't told my, my podcast editor this, so this is the first he's going to be hearing about it, although I should have told him first. <laughs> um, but I did post this already on the Facebook page. I am applying for new theme songs <gasps> to open my podcast. So if you are a musician or a songwriter and you want to get some exposure... And want to, in the end, um, you know, just, um, hold on, train, thought, words. Derailing. Derailing, crashing, side of mountain, explosion. The point is, if you're a musician or songwriter or something of that sort who likes to listen to my podcast and you've got some ideas for a theme song, I'm all ears. Um, If you got something in mind, send it to me. I will feature it. All entries as an opener for future podcasts when they come. Uh, the final result will be voted on by my listeners. Um, winner um, will receive a bottle of wine from my seller and podcast with me. Um, somehow, some way. Uh, either you can come to me or we can do it over Skype. Um but either way, all the runners-up will have your music featured and credited properly, um, and I'll figure out some sort of recompense, possibly, because I know that it sucks doing artwork for exposure, because exposure does not pay bills. Uh, so I will figure out some way to, to recompense you if you don't win, Then other than just being on my podcast for forever and drinking wine with me on Skype. But you will get a bottle of wine out of it, which is something, because I'm, I'm poor. Um, but I, I, I know a lot of good musicians out there, and I want to see them succeed, and I want to see their work get exposed. So this is my way of kind of helping out. And also, as much as I love that Georgian hymn for the Theotokos, uh, I, I, I want something different, and, and perhaps more thematic towards Arizona. Uh, as a result, so you, you've, you're now hearing this first here, although I'll probably post this again on Facebook sooner rather than later. Anyway. Yeah, I like this wine. 
wish we had decanted it. We need to. We need to get. Hey, need I, I made a comment about opening the bottle like an hour before you actually opened it. But then I. You fell asleep. Yeah, I took a nap. <laughs> well, I introduced you to Night Vale. What did you think of Night Vale, by the way? I only paid attention to like half of it. Oh. It, it was bizarre. I can. It reminded me of you. I can see why you very much enjoy it. It is very like Terry Pratchett esque. And just kind of the what the fuckness. Yeah, that's definitely a good description for Night Vale. I like Night Vale. I like it a lot. Um, it's gonna snow at 5 a.m. Yay, snow! Um, it's a good thing that I'm not going to be able to go to church tomorrow because I'm working. But it's a bad thing that I'm working tomorrow because snow in Jerome means people don't understand that, yes, we actually have a snow plow. And people get terrified of those roads in normal weather, let alone snow, because like, oh my god, we're going to die. Which, that road is not that bad. I have been on far worse roads in far worse weather conditions than a little bit of snow. And they keep that road pretty clear for good reason. Or you all can be like me and just not leave your house when it snows, because I grew up in South Carolina, and if it looks like snow, no one leaves the house. So... Which actually reminds me of, uh, speaking of snow, and speaking of Decktown Cellars, uh, one of the first pictures I ever sent Kim was of uh, a bottle of the original first wine that they did, called the Fallout. Uh, it was Fallout Ormdugas. And then later they had to change the name because uh, Orm of Orm Ranch didn't like it, apparently. Um, but it was in my very pretty decanter... In the snow on my deck was a picture of the fallout decanted. That was a good wine, too. A really nice Super Tuscan. If I had to classify this wine as a particular style, uh, because of the Barbera, I would probably call this a Super Piedmont. Um, because Barbera is a classic Piedmont grape, uh, and Merlot is very much not. Uh, and for a Super Tuscan, uh, the term is used for, to describe a Sangiovese. Uh, blended with Bordeaux grapes, like uh, Merlot. Uh, the, the big, the big Bordeaux grapes are Merlot, Cabernet Sauvignon, Cabernet Franc, and then to a lesser extent Malbec, Carmenere, and then of course there's the Bordeaux whites, which are Sauvignon, Muscadet, or Melon, and. Um, Thing. Did I say Simoyon? I think so. Did I say Sauvignon Blanc? No. Okay, so how can I forget the most obvious Bordeaux white beer? God in heaven. Cody needs to go home and go to bed. No, what I need is to drink more and more coffee. It's sitting right next to you, man. Damn right it is. And he does the wine whistle with coffee. And that was actually me swirling it in my mouth for different mouth aeration. It's close enough. This would be doing the wine whistle with coffee. I should trademark the wine whistle or copyright it. You could. I, I know there's an actual word for it, but I can't. I can never remember what the actual word is. So, um, listeners, if you know the actual word for that thing where you take a sip of wine and then you inhale, 
Tell Cody, because he doesn't know what it is. Well, it's more that I, I probably have heard it 50 times and can never remember. I've always called it mouth aeration, but... I call it wine whistle, because it sounds fun. I think I came up with that with the girl Voldemort. She, she would not be named. Oh, Michelle, yeah. Yeah, her! I couldn't remember what your special name for her was. Yeah, Voldemort works. What the hell was I thinking? With Michelle? Yeah. Well, I guess that's a question that could apply to almost all of my exes. Um, with the exception of like three or four of them that are actually good, solid, wonderful people. Um, God. She made me buy her a bottle of chocolate wine. I remember that. I was there. That, I think, was the first moment I realized that this is not going to work. <laughs> I just remember I was egging her on, because I knew it was annoying you. Yep. You, you did. <laughs> I think that was also the day of the doomed pistachios. Oh, yes, where you kept eating every single pistachio at the Golden Rule tent. <laughs> she did. I had a little more decorum. She was the one who was just inhaling pistachios. From what I remember, both of you were inhaling pistachios left and right. But I was better. Better person, yes. (laughs) I'm sorry, I'm probably going to get sued one of these days by one of my exes. Um, Or, there, who cares? They're probably not listening to this anyway. Um, so yes, chocolate wine is bad. Don't buy it unless you have are like cooking with it in some fashion. If you're making it dessert or pouring it over ice cream, I can kind of tolerate it. Over ice cream is a perfectly acceptable use for that. Um, but there are other dessert wines... That are better for that purpose? That are... You know, then again, maybe... Maybe this is a symptom of our own... Bullshit? Not quite the word I'm looking for, <laughs> but similar. Uh, ivory towerness when it comes to wine is that sometimes we lose touch with, you know, what everybody's drinking. You know, we, we poo-poo white zin, and we mock all the girls that are drinking the Moscato and laughing and gossiping. But at the same time, we forget that in the 19th century... It was the men sipping on port and gossiping about politics and that same shit. And the same petty shit was going on. It's just that, is it better that men are doing it over port and therefore that makes port better than Moscato? When culturally it's kind of the same thing? Or is it a symptom of our own... God, I'm getting fucking post-colonial and post-modern by wine. Fuck. Again, Cody was born in the wrong century. Probably. Um, we had a great discussion earlier today about which side of the sidewalk he was supposed to walk on, and why. Because I was like, wait, should I be on that side to prevent, like, oh, yeah, no one's throwing stuff out of chamber pots anymore. (laughs) So, to clarify, gentlemen, when you are walking with a young lady, you walk on the outside of the sidewalk, the side that has the road on it, just in case a car veers and tries to kill you. Also, to stop, like, dirt and water and, and splashiness. 
back in the day when Cody thinks he was born. <laughs> the issue was chamber pots being thrown out of windows in the morning. So it was reversed that the men walked next to the building so that the lady would not get poured upon. But that is not the case. You walk on the outside now. That has been your dating public service announcement. And now the weather. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, gang, I, um, I think I'm going to have another half glass of this. The Kaisa. And then I'm going to leave the rest with you, unless you don't want it. No, I'll take it. Do you like it? Yeah. It'll That's the more important thing, is do I you do like it? I do like one? it, and it will live in my fridge until such time as I feel compelled to drink again. Um... Well, it should probably last about five days, but... I don't need more. What? I'm pouring you more, damn it. Fine! Cody's forcing me to drink. He's enabling my alcoholism. You're not an alcoholic. That is correct. I've seen alcoholics, and I know... Uh, alcoholics, I would not be enabling you if you yeah. were one. Pretty sure alcoholism is not defined by having a handful of drinks once a month. Yeah. Anyway. And on that note... <laughs> now that we've gotten all depressing... As I laugh maniacally at Cody's pain. No, I'm just thinking of, of you know, the, the people I've known who have actually really suffered alcoholism and, and are recovering from it. And uh, how similar, tangent-wise, relating to an earlier conversation about orthodoxy, uh, the program is to the Ladder of Divine Ascent, which is this text that was penned in, I want to say, the 6th or 7th century by a monk, St. John Climacus, literally St. John of the Ladder, um, at Sinai. And it's this whole idea of attaining towards salvation. And it's a brutal book because you were like, fuck, I can't even make step one. And it's just like, here's the, the 12 steps. But everybody can do them versus this monastic text that's very, very difficult and very, very troubling. And how it somehow was... And it's very obvious, or, you know, it's, it was at the time of, of the creation of AA, it was uh, not at all... You know, this was not a text that was widely known. Except for monks... The 15 Orthodox people in the United States, okay, mild understatement, but we're talking the 1930s or 20s, I think, maybe? Should remember. Anyway. Um, and yeah, how similar in some ways that both of these are, but one's very, very approachable and easy, and the other is just, like, very, very heavy. Um, but I digress. It's what you do. Yeah, that's what I'm good at. Mm -hmm. You practically get paid for it. Sort of. Ish. On a good day. I like this wine. Mm -hmm. I like most of Kim's wines. Um, I wish she would actually make a rosé. Her whites are great, too. Um... There's the Knuckle Down, which is Shannon and... I want to say Shannon Blanc and Riesling. And then there's the Shisha, which is... Chardonnay and Shannon? 
I can't remember offhand. I've had them both at, at festivals, but I don't have any bottles of my own. Yes, it's wine. It'll evaporate. Okay. Um, but uh, she's she is one of the few wineries that doesn't have like an actual tasting room. Um, but that means that her wines can be more easily found uh, at stores. Um, so if you're in Phoenix and you see any of the Decktown Cellars bottles, and they're very distinctive, they either have this beautiful, beautiful artwork um, by this one artist whose name I can't remember at all. Um, or uh, this chess-themed bottle uh, with, you know, what 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 did you describe it as? I, the Queen of Hearts or yeah, Queen of from, from Alice in Wonderland? Yeah. Uh, very much a, a chess-themed like. queen um, on the bottle. They're very, very distinctive. Um, so be sure to check her stuff out. It's pretty delicious. Um, I dig this. Um, I think this and... Um, this Hail to the Queen and... Her full-on Merlot, Checkmate, are her three best. Of the reds, uh, the Shisha was my favorite of the whites for two reasons. One, um, when I think Shisha, I think of my one place of sanctuary in Boston, which was a hookah lounge called the Shisha Lounge. And so for me, it brings back very fond memories of a nice place where I would go to relax in a hellscape that was Boston. Um... I mean, I guess it wasn't entirely Hellscape. That's where I did meet Bess. Although it took me five years to do anything with that because her sister was really, really scary. Um, and I'm still kind of terrified of her, actually, now. And I know... I, I feel like, you know, it's like every time I talk to her, I still see in the back of my head this, this very, very stern, disapproving stare, which was the stare that I got the very first time Bess and I met in the bookstore. Um, when I looked over and I was just about to ask about her number, and I'm just like, gotta go by! Because it was that scary. So he was talking about Kim's wines. Which are awesome. Um, and you were talking about the shisha. Shisha, yes. Um, I want to say, hold on, I'm going to look this this up, because I want to I want to make sure I get this right um, before I... Um, Um, and my train of thought just derailed again. Hooray! <laughs> you were Googling something related to Shisha. Uh, for wine. Um, uh, no, 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 no. Wait, why is this? Ah! Hold on. By the time he figured it out, he will have forgotten again. No, no. It's because the website is not very mobile friendly. Um, and also because I'm not connected to Wi-Fi. And because I'm trying to use T-Mobile in Arizona. You can connect to my Wi-Fi. That, that, You should on. have already done it at some point. No, because I've never connected to, uh, You've your phone. you never connected to Chimichanga. No, not on my phone anyway. Okay. That I can remember, maybe. Oh, it was my previous phone that I did. Because uh, remember, this is a replacement phone. Okay. Yes, I was sort of right. The Shisha is uh, 75% Chenin Blanc, 21% Chardonnay, 4% Sauvignon Blanc. Um, now, I remember this being a very sort of Alsatian uh, 
white burgundy style that was quite lovely. Um, and every time I get distracted and get one of her reds instead of one of the whites, and I really should track down one of the whites um, at some point. Um, but anyway, so you can order her wines from uh, the website, if I remember correctly. But you can also find them, and here's a fun list. Um, for retail locations, AZ Wine in Scottsdale, The Art of Wine in Sedona, Blends in Flagstaff, which actually I've not been to, shockingly enough. But the problem is I get to Flagstaff so rarely. Like, I haven't been to Flagstaff in probably, God. Since before the Carapocalypse. So we're looking at since before March or April. I know you and I went up May. To see, you and I went up to see Deadpool. That I think was the last time I was in So that would have been late February. Yeah, I think that was the last freaking time I was in Flagstaff. You need to go to Flagstaff. I do need to go to Flagstaff. I need to check out Blends. I may have been there once since to check out um the place formerly known as the Wine Loft. Or the place that was formerly the Wine Loft. And I can't remember the name of it now. And I'm blanking. But it's pretty awesome. Blah. Oh, excuse Good me. Job. Sorry. Um, oh, also, uh, Lloyd's Liquors and Prescott and Park Plaza Liquors. Uh, apparently Whole Foods as well. Um, she has been featured in... Um, the Fire Mountain Tasting Room and in the Page Springs Tasting Room now and again, too. Um, but yeah, when, whenever you see her wines, they're they're definitely uh, worth grabbing. Because um, I dig them. Um, they're fun, interesting blends. Like I said, um, uh, this is sort of a super Piedmont blend with the Merlot and Barbera, which is not a very common blend that I'm really aware of. So it's it's fun and interesting and different. You don't normally see Shannon blend with Chardonnay, for example, uh, for the case of the Shisha. Uh, and the Saratina is, of course, a wonderful example of Arizona Sangiovese. And Arizona Sangiovese just should never be missed, period. Because um, it's one of our best grapes, guys. Sangiovese. It's your platonic best friend. Pretty much. But anyway... <laughs> Cheers. Cheers. Till next time, guys. This is Cody, the Arizona Wine Monk, signing off.